Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Life with Behavior Analysis podcast. I'm your host, Miss J, and I hope that you enjoy today's show. Let's dig in and do life together with Behavior Analysis. Welcome to the Life with Behavior Analysis podcast. Thank you for taking your time out to listen. I don't take it lightly that you chose this podcast today. And as always, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, Today, we are going to take just a different turn. I have a special guest with us. Her name is Miss Leanne Page, and we're going to be talking about her new book, her website, the great things she's doing with parenting, tips, tricks, all of the great, wonderful things. So please welcome Miss Leanne Page. Yay, everybody. Clapping, 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 hands all around. Uh, Miss Leanne, if you don't mind, introduce yourself to the Life with Behavior Analysis um, audience. Who are you and why are you doing this great thing with parenting? Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Leanne. I'm a behavior analyst. Um, I'm also an author and a mom is how I ended up doing Parenting with ABA. So Parenting with ABA is the name of my website where I just try to teach all parents about our science. It's not necessarily, you know, just as an autism therapy, just like your podcast is teaching people behavior analysis for everything. Um, So I try to share all of our positive behavior strategies with any parents um, under the sun because we know we could all use it for sure. Right. Um, I have a book called Parenting with Science that came out about five years ago, and it is on Amazon. And then coming very soon, April 6th, I have a new book coming out called Enjoy Parenting. And I just hope will help parents use our science and, you know, save some stress. Yes, especially given the current times we are in, I think this is um, a topic that is right on time for everybody. Everyone's homework with their children, Um, Things can get a little hectic, especially if you're working from home as well. School is out. So I think everything that we talk about today is going to be um, right on time for the audience. And even for those listening in the future, say something happens where you're home with your kiddos and or kiddo is sick or, you know, life changes. All of these things that we talk about today can be used no matter what the situation. So my first question for you is why is this topic so important to those listening to the podcast? I think that parenting is our most important job. If you are a parent, then it is your most important job. If you are a ABA provider or something and you're supporting parents, then you can recognize their needs too. Parenting is just stressful. Uh, being yes. a good mom <laughs> is really hard. It is really hard, but it's everybody's goal. That's what we want. And moms lay awake at night wondering how to do things right. As a parent, if problem behavior goes unchecked, what kind of future is your child going to have? That is what we worry about, that using these positive strategies can help moms turn things around and save some sanity. And that's why we need it right now more than ever. Um, I was really interested in sharing this with stay-at-home moms over the past several years because they're home all the time with their kids. And now everyone is a stay-at-home parent right now and a working parent and a teacher, homeschool teacher and everything. So we need it more than ever right now. That is very true. So what is the most important piece of advice or training that you believe is essential to parenting well? Because there's parenting and I believe there's parenting well. That's our goal, right? To parent well. I don't know if I do it every day. But I think the biggest thing is a mindset, a mindset Mm -hmm. shift. And so going from 
where we are just always putting out fires and trying to discipline and squash all the bad behaviors and punish to shifting our perspective to how can we build up the good behaviors in our kid? How can we teach them? How can we build them up in things that are in line with our values instead of punishment, discipline, mean mommy, drill sergeant? I think that's, that's really important because you usually have in a lot of families, it's, you know, you have the good parent and the bad parent and that whole dichotomous uh, fight that you have. It's like, oh, I'm always the bad guy or you give in too much. So in those types of situations, what do you think, say the, the one that's designated the bad parent or the disciplinarian, what are some things that they can do to kind of reach a balance? That is the biggest problem I hear from parents is consistency, mm, whether it's, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to be consistent all the time or for both parents, both partners to be consistent and on the same page. And so you just hit the nail on the head. That is so hard for families to be consistent. And so if you're using ABA strategies, if you have a schedule, a routine, a task analysis, or if you have a reward system like a token economy, which is, you know, a sticker chart that works, um, if you have any of these systems in place, then both parents need to follow this system. And then there's no like, well, he reacts this way or she reacts that way. It doesn't matter. We lean on the system and we stick to the plan. And so having any sort of plan or any sort of system at all in place really relieves a lot of that pressure to be like, well, you need to say this, or you need to act like this, or you need, no, just follow the system. Either you get the reward (laughs) or you don't. Either they followed the schedule or they didn't. It's, It's a structure to lean on and kind of relieve some of that pressure between two parents or two partners who are trying to raise good humans. Right. So for parents, because being a single mom, I know using the schedules is very important. Using those token economies, those, uh, my kids are a little bit older, so sticker charts don't really work for them anymore (laughs) um, because they're like, mom, that's like for babies. Um, But how would a parent get started with developing those schedules, those charts, those um, contingencies for their kiddo to make sure that there's no fight in what's expected. I think you need to learn just a little bit about ABA. Mm -hmm. So if you know what positive reinforcement means that we provide something following a behavior and it increases the behavior. All right. Mm -hmm. So we learn just a little tiny nugget and then figure out what behaviors we want to build up and start small just with a first, then first do the behavior, then you get access to what you want. So parents need to make sure all of the best, most wonderful things the parent is in control of. So if your kid loves Legos, I need to be able to access the Legos and say, these are for when you obey mommy. Mm-hmm. For little kids, for older kids, you have the um, HDMI cord. Right. <laughs> the systems. I think that's actually your example. Yeah. <laughs> you have the cord. It works great. Or you can shut it down. And it's not to take away. I'm not talking about taking it all away. I'm talking about your child earns it with their good behavior, with their appropriate responses, with whatever you need to work on with them. And so it's more of giving it. You have control of all the good stuff, and then you give it all the time when you see the good behaviors. I think that's where you start with having control of the good stuff, mm-hmm. noticing the good behaviors and giving all the good stuff when they do the appropriate behaviors. Right. So when they, they're doing those things that you want to see, yes. which I think is really important. If you want your kiddo to clean up, if you want them to do their chores, which chores is, a, I swear, as the kids get older, is a 
area of contention, no matter <laughs> what walk of life you are from, chores suck. Um, so especially laundry, if you have your older kiddos starting to learn to do their own laundry and things like that, nice. but still controlling those things like their phone time, their internet yeah. time. It's not, like you said, it's not that we're taking it away or being big bullies and big meanies. It's that we're just rewarding that behavior that we're trying to see. We're not bribing, which I, I loathe to hear like, oh, you're yes. just bribing your kid. No, I'm not bribing my kid. I'm trying to teach my kiddo those behaviors that will help them in the future to help them be more independent. But yeah. there comes those times where it's frustrating. So what can you say to parents or what do you suggest that parents do when they become frustrated with the process? Because it's not going to be 100% perfect all of the time, which hence is life. Mm -hmm. So what are some strategies that you think parents should utilize or some things they should keep in mind when they become frustrated with the process? Yeah, you know, nothing is a quick fix. Right. If it was, we would all be doing it, right? We wouldn't even be here talking about parenting right. if everything was a quick fix. So you're exactly right. It is a process. Um, but the beauty of ABA and behavior analysis is that it's individualized. And so when something's not working for a kid, for a family, for a mom, you change it. You're constantly changing what's not working. And so the easiest way to fix a problem is to find a better reinforcer, mm -hmm. find something that they actually want um, or give more of it or give it more immediately. So right now we are at the beginning of the quarantine as we're recording this for most people. Right. And so right now as life is bananas, then that's what we need to do. We need to find better reinforcers and give a whole lot more of them to yeah. help our kids ease into this transition, to make these changes, to learn the new routines of school at home or whatever it is that's happening. So playing with that reinforcement can be a game changer. And right. when you feel comfortable being more flexible with it, I know so many parents just want a plan. Give me the steps to follow and I'll just follow it. And there are general steps that we have to individualize within it. And so it's give more reinforcement, give different reinforcement, give it more immediately, um, give it for free sometimes just to build your rapport and your relationship that playing with that reinforcement and being creative fixes those stumbling blocks along the way as we're like, oh, this plan doesn't work anymore. Right. It's not the plan doesn't work anymore. The token economy works because we have boatloads of research that says that it does. You know, we're not making this up, but the reinforcer is not working. So fix it. Try another one. Ask your kid what they want to earn and ask them when they want to earn it. Ask them how much screen time they want. Yeah. And I've always been, my kids are little, but they have surprised me every time that I've asked them. It's something easier than what I was right. trying to do. They're not asking you to go to Disneyland. the process sometimes. Yeah. They want something small. And I'm like, oh, I could have given that to you last week and we could have avoided right. this whole thing. And then too, I think that parents should realize that it's not always something tangible to give that sometimes yes. just sitting on the floor and playing with the Legos with your kiddo or mm -hmm. getting on the video game, even though you may not know how to operate the controller or you don't know what the buttons do, just sometimes sitting down and trying yes. and playing with your kiddo can mean all the reinforcement in the world. Being the goofy mom on TikTok. That's one of oh my, God, yes. <laughs> my mom friends who has teenagers. That's what I'm learning. She's oh. always in their TikTok videos. She's like, they're making fun of me, but it's hilarious. And it they like it and we like yeah, it. And you and just they have it. So, you can have so much fun being the silly parent sometimes. Yeah. Or even um, I've noticed being the um, 
I guess the unknowledgeable parent sometimes works as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to spend time with my kiddo, but I don't want them to think that it's, oh, mom mandated time. Oh my gosh, I have to spend time with you. I'll feign ignorance and say, you know what? I don't know how to do this, but I mean, I say it genuinely. I don't know how to do this. Can you come help me? Or I want to play with you, but I don't know what this, what does this do? Teach me how to play Minecraft or teach me how to build in Minecraft. Teach me how to play uh, Fortnite, which is huge right now. And I (laughs) I love that game. Um, but feign, sometimes feigning ignorance bring, draws your kiddo into wanting to spend that time with you as well. I love um, that too. Mine is with the little ones. It's, um, they like to teach me how to draw things. Of course. Yes. Which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> or how to build something with Legos. You know, it's the same thing, but with littler examples. Right. right. And it makes all the world of a difference. Um, so for new parents, um, what, well, no, let me take this back. What is the first thing that you wish you would have known before co- becoming a parent? What is something that you just, where someone would have sat you down and said, Leanne, this is what you need to know before baby number one gets here? Uh, I thought about that earlier and I don't have a great answer because <laughs> it's like mushy. It's the first thought was, I did not know how much your heart could grow. Right. right. And that changes everything and that everything is more personal yeah, um, in lots of good ways with lots of love, but also it's more emotional than you would realize. And so for you and I both being behavior analysts, you know, I've worked with kids for years. I've dealt with really, really hard problem behaviors, Mm -hmm. but when it's your own kid, it's a heart thing, right? It's emotional and it's, um, it's a whole different ball game. And I think that helps make, make us better behavior analysts too. Oh, I agree. Because we understand when we're doing parent training, when Mm -hmm. we're telling parents, hey, these are some of the strategies you should use while we're not here. We understand the emotional tug uh, that pulls at your heartstring when you see your baby crying, when you see your child having a tantrum, when you see your child having a really hard time. We understand the emotional factor that pulls at your heartstrings when you see your child going through something that's just genuinely hard for them. Um, I think for me, one thing I wish that I would have known before becoming a new parent or a parent um, so many years ago (laughs) was that it's okay to make mistakes. Like you're not going to break your kid, you know, you know, given appropriate parameters, of course, but (laughs) within reason. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to break them if you, accidentally give them, you know, a reinforcer before they do their homework, or if you give them ice cream before dinner, they're not going to be broken. You're not going to irreparably damage Mm -hmm. your kiddo trying and to try your best. Um, Parenting is new. The kid has never been a kid before. You've never been a parent (laughs) before. Um, And at each stage, they've never been that age before. They don't know. They don't have the ability or the the growth yet to reflect back um like my 12 year old will say something like mom when i was younger i used to do this remember and i'm like dude you're only 12. (laughs) (laughs) way back when right so they don't have the ability to have that that the previous you know think about previous things because they've never been 12 before they've never been a teenager so allowing them the room to mess up and also make their mistakes is 
is big because you want to protect your child from everything. You don't want them to fall. You don't want them to get hurt. You don't want them to fall off their bike when they're learning because, you know, there's tears and those tears pull at your heartstrings like we just talked about. But you have to allow them to make those mistakes sometimes. I think that's also the beauty of using our behavior analysis as a parent. Right. And that everything is individualized and there is no band-aid fix for all of these things that we're doing. It's what works for you, what works for your kid at this stage, and we can change it as they grow and we can change it from day to day. And like, as our circumstances change, we can modify and make it fit. And so having just the general ideas and parameters and guidelines that um, the tools that the science gives us can really um, hopefully support us as we go through all these new stages with our kids side by side. So for those new parents that are listening who they have maybe have one on the way or they are thinking of becoming pregnant and having children, where should they start? Um, Well, one of my good friends is pregnant and she was, (laughs) she's pregnant. So no babies yet. And she said, I want to sign up for your courses on your website. And I said, well, I don't think you need that today. (laughs) Um, But if you have a lot of time while you're under quarantine, I do recommend looking at our blog posts that just kind of give you ideas of what is positive reinforcement or my book, Parenting with Science is a short, quick read. Um, Just give you some general ideas so that when that baby is here or when that baby turns into a toddler, you start thinking about the positives. How can I praise and reward and lavish all my attention on the good behaviors starting when they're small and shifting that mindset to the building up the good stuff? Right. I like that. And I think it's always um, a good idea to, you know, get some feedback, not a lot, because sometimes too much feedback or too much, too many um, ideas can kind of get jumbled. And so then you're trying to do everything instead of finding that one thing that works for you and your household. So I agree fully. You don't need all of the information yet. You don't need information about teens yet. Not yet. Let's get through the toddler stage. (laughs) Um, I think that's a great idea. So just before we go on to the next question, what is your website? Again, just for our listeners, I want to make sure that they are um, aware of where they should be going. Parentingwithaba.org parentingwithaba.org. Please go there, sign up, become a member. Um, You'll find valuable information, things that will help you. Even if you have adult children, I'm pretty sure there are things that you can find there that you may not have thought of that may still help build and cultivate the relationship that you still have with your child because I'm almost 40 and I still call my mom for all kinds of things. Um, you never stop being a parent no matter how old you become or how old your child becomes. So what are some questions that parents should be asking, but they don't know to ask? So when we're looking at problems, especially when you're frustrated, when you're struggling with uh, all the changes going on right now or a tantrum or problem behavior, what we're not asking and we need to ask is what does my child need? Mm. We look at a problem and we see it as they're doing this to me. They're being rude. They're being defiant. Mm -hmm. They're being bad. And instead we need to be thinking, what do they need? Either they lack a skill and they don't know how to do, how to communicate really. It's almost always communicate um, their wants and needs or what are they not getting? And so are they trying, do they need my attention? Do they need a break from this crazy homeschool life we're in right now? Do they need 
to be alone? Do they need a hug? Do they need, you know, what do they need as opposed to why are they doing this to me? Right. (laughs) I see a lot of times say in the store, um, I think we all have seen the classic case of a kiddo in the store having a full on tantrum because they can't get the candy they want, the toy Mm -hmm. they want, the ice cream they want, you name it, there's a tantrum for it. Um, so in those kinds of situations, how would you tell a parent to handle in that moment that tantrum school blown, we're in the middle of the store, we're embarrassed, we're thinking, oh my gosh, my kid is embarrassing me, they're doing this on purpose. How can they change their mindset in that situation? I think if you're already in the middle of a tantrum, it's a little late to do anything right. major. <laughs> Uh, don't give them the candy, A, you know, don't bribe them out of it. If you stop crying, I'll give you the candy, but distract and try to find something else they can do and something you can give them. Um, So, you know, we're going to move on past this aisle that's causing us to freak out and say, when you're calm for three minutes, then you can look at my phone, then we can play a song, then we can get something else and trying to redirect to something they can earn. Now for um, like for my little ones, they're so used to this sort of thing that as that tantrum is starting before we're mm-hmm. in full blown crying, I can fully prompt what I want them to say instead. Gotcha. Hey mom, can I have some candy? And I'll say, not right now, but maybe you can earn it at home later. And then that'll be enough or prompt them to give them the full correct way to communicate what they want or to say, I don't like that. Say, mom, I don't like that. Mom, I'm not happy because they're not happy about not getting the candy right then. So give them the full thing that they should be saying or doing instead before it gets too out of hand. And then you can still, okay, well, I understand that you're sad. Here's how you can get some candy later today, or here's what you can earn. We're going to get screen time if we get through this checkout easily and quickly or whatever it is. Awesome. I like that. So um, on to our next question, of course. So what are some things that people misunderstand? And I'm pretty sure there's plenty of things that we could list, but Uh, What are some things that people misunderstand about ABA and parenting? The first quick and easy one is that um, too many people associate ABA as being strict and being very drill sergeant-y and not loving um, and not the affectionate and that sort of thing. And that is not true. We're not Mm -hmm. sitting at a table doing flashcards. Um, (laughs) We're not making up rules and, you know, being super strict. And then the second one is what you already said is that people think it's bribery. Right. There's a whole movement in positive parenting that says rewards don't work and rewards are bad and rewards all of these things and their bribery. And the science does not back that up. Those are just opinions. And there's no research behind any of those statements. There is research behind using positive reinforcement when you need it. Mm-hmm. And then we fade it out. And to parents who say, well, I don't believe in rewards. I say, well, how do you teach your kid any new skill? And how do you teach them the motivation that they lack? Because, you know, little kids, two and three-year-olds are not motivated to (laughs) do anything. (laughs) To play play and and drink juice and have their fruit snacks. (laughs) So if you're waiting all around for intrinsic motivation to happen, you're going to be waiting a really long time for a lot of things because I'm not motivated at age 37 to do all my chores and to eat healthy all the time. But you know what? I've used positive reinforcement and I use these things to build in that motivation. Right. And I think I usually tell parents when there's that, that, um, 
comment of, oh, you're just bribing my child mm -hmm. to do X, Y, and Z. I always relate it back to a paycheck. Yes. Um, like you don't, I mean, as much as we love what we do, we love our jobs, we still want to be reinforced or we still want to be paid. And I tell my kids, going to school, doing your chores, um, things of that nature, that's your job. So mm -hmm. as your employer, as your parent, I'm going to pay you for doing your job. So if that means you get additional screen time at the end of the day, um, that you earned um, the HDMI cord back or <laughs> you earned your phone time, that's your paycheck. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you don't go to work and don't expect to be paid so we have to kind of build that same type of thought pattern, I guess you could say, into our kids. Like I did my work, mm -hmm. I got quote unquote paid, I got my paycheck. Yeah. So and I like the word work right there too, because it's like, whatever is your, your kid is lacking right now, whatever they're struggling with, fixing that and learning a new behavior is work. It is. It's hard. So even if work is sharing when they're little or work is speaking respectfully and not arguing with mom when they're older, like that's work. That's hard exactly. for them. And so they need that paycheck, that reward. Exactly. And we forget sometimes that even though they're little humans, that they still have a lot of growing to do. They still have a lot of skills to learn and their brains aren't fully developed. So they don't have that the foresight to say, oh, well, you know, not supposed to talk to mom like this without having to be taught, having to learn that particular behavior. So I agree that we have to build in that reinforcement and teach them because it is hard work to do mm -hmm. these things as at a young age. Yeah. And we don't have to have it all the time. So you don't always have to have a reward system going on. You don't have to reward every single little thing. You use it when you need it. When there's work to be done, there needs to be the paycheck. And so if everything is smooth sailing and you can fade out some of those external rewards, do it. And that's how we transfer it to more internal motivation. Then we talk about good job. I appreciate you. And we talk more about the feelings and you're growing up and I'm so proud of you. And you get more independence because you're acting more responsibly and all that kind of stuff. Then you don't have to do that. You've earned five minutes of screen time or sticker. Right. <laughs> we are fading it out to just normal motivation. And I think you made a good point. Just ours telling our kids, oh, you did a great job. I'm very proud of you. That in mm -hmm. and of itself is reinforcement as well. Yes. Just giving that at a boy, that at a girl is, can mean the world of difference. It can mean more than the screen time. Mm -hmm. It could mean more to the kiddo than, you know, the Legos and anything that you can give is just that knowing that mom and dad or whomever, they're proud of me. I did it. And like mm -hmm. you said, it builds that internal confidence where it's like, I know that when I do this, mommy is proud and it makes me proud to know that my mommy is proud. Yeah. So giving that, and we're not talking about just giving things all the time, but just your words have such power. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we forget that too. Even when say there is a behavior that we don't want to see, your words still have power. So you saying, no, you can do this instead of that versus, oh, you're getting on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> it can make such a difference in the behavior of your child. Yeah. And with that, not being like, I'm mad at you. Right. I'm not okay with you. It is okay to say that behavior is not okay. Exactly. I'm not happy with what you're doing. And differentiating that is a big difference than some of our, um, I don't know, traditional knee jerk type parenting that we hear or that we see, right. or that we occasionally hear fly out of our mouths and then regret of being like, I'm mad at you, the person. 
But really differentiating that is that that behavior, the way you're speaking is not okay. Right. And I think not, you are not okay. It's just that's, yeah, that's super important. And I think that's a big distinction that we sometimes forget is that we associate because it, it tugs at our, our heartstrings as well. We associate the behavior with the actual, with the child. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, it's, separate those two. You're, you still love your child. You still care for your child. It's just their behavior you mm-hmm. don't like. Their behavior you um, are against. It's not a fight with them. It's a fight with the behavior, if you want to call it a fight, which I don't really call it a fight, but sometimes <laughs> there is there is that power struggle, yeah, especially struggle. as the kiddo gets older, they become teenagers, they're trying to define who they are. You have a power struggle sometimes where mom says no, or mom does not agree with X, Y, and Z, or no, I don't like this particular boy or girl that you want to date. (laughs) So you have that power struggle where it's like, oh, my child is, instead of this is what their behavior is. Right. I think that's a great distinction to, to bring up. So what is one thing your videos or your website has done for parents that you didn't expect? Uh, Well, I have one particular mom who's been with me since the beginning. So about two years in our um, confident parenting framework membership. And that is like an ongoing course. Every two weeks, they get a new module to learn something new about ABA that they can use as a parent. And this particular mom, they had graduated from ABA therapy. They had been, they knew what ABA was, you know, they'd had therapy before for their child and they were really struggling in their parenting. And they were looking at hiring a BCBA to come out and work with them. And then found our membership, which is, you know, oodles cheaper than hiring somebody (laughs) to your home. And after, um, I want to say about the first year, she ended up getting a job as a parent liaison for her ABA company. So after learning these skills and putting them to work and just being all in with it and revolutionizing their own home and telling others about it, she now works for an ABA company as a parent liaison, teaching other parents about it and just holding their hand and supporting them through it. That is amazing. Yeah, like, she's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that is, I mean, I don't know what to say. I know, right? Because you're like, well, you want them to have their little success stories, my kid's doing better, but to then go on and say, I'm, I'm now helping other moms. I mean, that's the dream, right? You want to help people. And that, I think that speaks to the content of your website as well, that, you know, it's such good information and it's such quality information that this parent took what she learned from your site and is now teaching other parents how to do what it is she learned to do and take it even further. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. So again, I say, please, please go to the website, everybody. Um, get a membership, watch the videos, stay tuned, follow on Instagram, follow on Facebook, get the book. Um, If one parent can do this, I mean, imagine how many more parents can take this a step further. I mean, parents need other parents. It's, we need that community Mm -hmm. to help us parent. I mean, even though nowadays, um, people may say the village has gotten much smaller or there's no village where they are. We still need to build a village to help each of us. There's things that um, Leanne knows that I'm pretty sure that I don't know and vice versa. So having someone there that has this information is 
amazing to me. So yay, kudos. Thank you. Yeah, we're trying to build that village online. And right now more than ever, all of our villages are online. You know, we can't go places when we're under shelter in place. And like we are in Dallas right now. So it's okay to build your village online, to find people on Instagram, on Facebook, through our website, through this podcast. Um, We got to get creative now. Yeah, we do. And I think it's amazing that we are in an age where we can, we're not completely. Thank goodness. Right. I think everyone would have gone a little crazy (laughs) without the, you know, the internet and the ability to connect virtually. Mm -hmm. So build your village virtually, build, find those people that are looking to do some of the same things that you are that have come from different walks of life that can help you come up with different things, come up with new ways of thinking, new ways of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could only be a help rather than a detriment. Um, so before we leave, what is the biggest takeaway you want listeners to get from our talk? What is, what is that one thing that you really want them to, to take home with them? To just shift your perspective, mm-hmm. not stop, 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 stop doing what you're doing all the time. Instead, what can I build up? What can I build up and teach in my kid? And that will prevent the problem behaviors. Then you won't have to say stop all the time anymore. You won't be nagging and punishing if you're focusing your efforts on building up the good stuff that is just in line with your family values. And it's going to help your kiddo be a good human. I agree. I agree. That is awesome. So again, before we get out of here, I want to thank everyone for listening today. Um, Miss Leanne, if you can, again, give us your um, website, your Instagram name, so everyone can find you. Also, when and where we can find the book, which I'm really excited about. Um, before I let her say that, I want to say I did get a chance to read a preview of the book, and it is a must-read. It is easy to read. It's easy to follow. Um, the, t- the topics, the advice in there any parent can use. So you need to get this book when it's released. Please, 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 to all of my listeners, get the book. Um, And Ms. Leanne, if you could share your information again before we leave so that everyone can find you. Thank you so much for all those kind words. Um, So the website is parentingwithaba.org. And so you can find me on Facebook and Instagram called Parenting with ABA. Pretty simple. You can just search for that. It's just at Parenting with ABA. Um, And then the new book is coming out April 6th and it's called Enjoy Parenting. And so there'll be links to it on all of those platforms I just said. (laughs) You'll be seeing it everywhere. We're going to be doing a great promotion that first week it's out and that the ebook is going to be totally free for the Kindle version for the first week. So um, make sure you follow all of those things. And I know Gervail said she'll keep sharing that too when it's free, especially so I can get you guys a good deal. Um, And just use more of this in your life and make it easy. So you're not thinking, Oh my gosh, I have to read a textbook and learn all these things. No, just make it easy and try some positives and see what a difference it can make. Awesome. Thank you again for agreeing to come on to the podcast. Everything you said was definitely usable. I'm excited about the new book for you. Um, And if there's any questions, again, please go to her website. She gave you all of her information. Make sure you like, you share, and you follow both websites, please and thank you. Lifewithaba.com as well, as well as Lifewithaba on uh, Instagram. So if there are no more, nothing else, we'll see you guys on our next podcast. 
Our quote of the episode is by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. There are only two lasting bequests we can hope to give our children. One of these is roots, the other wings. I implore you today to go to parentingwithaba.org to find some more strategies that you can use to give your kids those wings and those roots that they so greatly deserve. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Live with Behavior Analysis podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Also, make sure you check out our website for more content. See you next time. Bye.